We are back on Connect FM 91.5, your evening roundup show with me, Yasmin Gandam. Right now, we're speaking with Sukhmeet Singh Sachal. He is a second-year medical student at UBC and one of two Canadians among 38 youth from all around the world to have received funding from the Clinton Foundation to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. So we're going to hear from Sukhmeet about what it was like to win such a prestigious grant. Good evening, Sukhmeet. How are you? Good evening. Thank you so much. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. So, Sukhmeet, over 1,400 youth applied from all around the world. So what was it like for you to find out that you were accepted? Well, it was totally a shock. Um, I didn't even know about this grant, actually, in the beginning. It was my brother who while we were on the way to work, he was telling me about the grant and he said, hey, we should apply for this. And so he actually applied for a different project and I applied for this one. And unfortunately he didn't get it, but I ended up getting it. And so I think that was the irony of it all for me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. um, It was, it really just did feel surreal uh, representing Canada Mm -hmm. um, in this uh, grant. I think I was definitely shocked but more so very humbled because I knew that the grant is going to go towards a project that will deeply help my community locally, as well as hopefully we also want to expand it globally. And what um, can you tell us more about this grant and what exactly it entails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on August 7, 2020, uh, the Clinton Foundation, uh, mainly uh, uh, the former president of the United States, uh, Bill Clinton, announced the recipients of this uh, COVID-19 Student Action Fund, where they're providing $100,000 to the, all the projects to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. And so when this came about, again, like you said, 1,400 youth applied for this, and they had a, a very decisive process uh, where they tried to reduce the amount of people, and they ended up with 38 projects. And all these different projects are ranging all the way from social impact projects that are addressing public health, economic and societal impacts on coronavirus, um, projects that are working towards infectious disease monitoring, and really anything and everything to do with trying to combat this pandemic that we're facing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And can you tell us about how you will be using this grant and what you will be implementing for public health? Mm-hmm. So... I actually have a background in public health. I did my Master of Public Health from Western University, okay. where I really learned about how to make very specific population-level uh, projects. And one of the things that came to my mind was about Gurdwari, uh, so Sikh temples mm-hmm. in Surrey. And I noticed that a lot of the times, the Gurdwari are really the hub for a lot of uh, our elders who go there not only just for spiritual health, but also for as a community hub. Right. And I know that during this time, this pandemic has really been hard on a lot of us. We haven't been able to see our friends. We haven't been able to travel. Uh, All the things we wanted to do this summer, you know, we really could not do it. And imagine now all of that stress, but also on the elders who are already feeling secluded and now not being able to go to the temples and pray and meet their friends. I think Mm. that was something that was really impacting me just to hear that. And I know that the mental health of our elders is so important these days as well. And so that's where really the idea for me came about. 
I really wanted it to be a very specific project that focused on one thing. And so the project now we're doing is the Sikh Health Initiative. Okay. Uh, we're starting off locally with one Gurdwara, the Guru Nanak Sikh Gurdwara, okay. where we're going to be implementing public health measures. Our four focuses include um, handing out masks, mm. which can wrap around a turban, which is very important because, again, like I wear a turban as well. And a lot of the times, the other masks only go around the ears. Mm. Uh, so creating specific masks that people with turbans can wear. And not only just wear, but also teach them about how to properly store them. Okay. If they're at the cloth mask, um, how to store them and how to wash them. And also, we're going to have a station there where we're going to have wonderful people from our community volunteer their time. Uh, it'll be a very safe environment where they'll actually have their sewing machine and show the entire process so that when people come into the Gazar and they're curious about how to make their own, they can learn from someone there. Mm. Uh, so we really wanted mask education. The second thing is about hand hygiene. As we know, uh, it is so imperative for us to wash our hands properly and ensure that um, anytime we leave the house or anytime we enter, uh, at all times, don't touch your face, don't, um, you know, uh, continue to wash your hands and in a proper way, not only uh, using soap in hand, but also if there's hand sanitizer available, using that. Right. And so we're really creating a very educational process for uh, the elders, and not only the elders, but also everyone who's entering the Gurdara, um to follow these rules. Another thing is about social distancing. And as we know, social distancing, again, two, uh, two meters apart, six feet apart. Um, we are going to be creating stickers in Punjabi that can go in the Gurdwara, mm. which indicate to people, hey, please stay six feet apart. And we're going to have on the TVs, we're going to have information in Punjabi as well, explaining why it is so important to have that. So even if you're meeting friends and all that, um, it is, again, so important to maintain the social distance so that you cannot spread the virus like that. And lastly, we're also looking into uh, temperature checking. And so uh, we'll be having a station there where if people would like to get their temperature checked, they can do that as well. So, again, all of these measures are there in place just to educate the public. Um, of course, it's for the Gurdwara where you come in and making it a safer environment. Mm -hmm. But also, hopefully, we, we are looking towards adapting this outside as well. So when people go out in their communities, the elders can take this knowledge and pass it on to their friends or the youth that come to the Gurdwara can pass it on to their grandparents. Right. And so we really want this to be a very intergenerational project where a lot of our volunteers are going to be youth. And I mm -hmm. think that's also a very exciting thing because a lot of the times the elders in our community always say that our youth are forgetting about us. Our youth are not coming to the Gurdwara. Our youth are not practicing a religion, et cetera, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I think this will be a really nice way for youth and elders to work together towards combating COVID-19. Right, absolutely. And I think that is such an amazing initiative that you're doing, Sukhmeet. But do you think that there is this gap that needs to be filled, that there aren't enough initiatives in place right now that specifically focus on, on the Indian community and educating them about COVID-19? Absolutely. I think that was also another reason why I wanted to do this specifically for the South Asian community is because I honestly really didn't see a lot of initiatives um, that target the specific community. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I've seen a lot of good work being done by uh, the Sikhi Awareness Foundation, who during the pandemic were handing out food to uh, women who are from the lower income status. Right. Uh, from, and so really donating it to all the people around. I, I've seen Guru Nanak Street Kitchen, mm -hmm. again, handing out food as well. 
So I think a lot of emphasis has been put out there on, you know, donating and giving food, which I think is absolutely imperative, again, for people who have lost their jobs. Um, but I think another step, which is what I want to uh, want this project to have, is really to have the public health aspect on it, where now we're actually coordinating with the South Asian Health Initiative at Fraser Health to um, get their guidance on how we can properly implement all of this. Uh, we're, again, working with the Clinton Foundation and all these different organizations to bring highlight to our community. Because a lot of the times as well, I think uh, the media or a lot of people see our community sometimes in a negative light. Mm-hmm. And I always try to make it my mission to change that narrative for them. And I think this, like just getting this is very humbling. Yeah. And I really want this to be a youth-led project where I want everyone, doesn't matter how old you are, uh, but I really want this to be a youth-led um, model where youth are the ones taking action and really making this go forward. Absolutely. And I think that is so important to have it be intergenerational, as you, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And do you think that our community in general um, isn't aware about these proper steps in keeping yourself safe? We've seen a lot of examples in Surrey specifically of, of communities mm-hmm. not social distancing or not wearing masks, not following these protocols. So do you think that's also an issue as well? I think you couldn't have said it any better. Uh, I have been trying. It's it's funny because on WhatsApp, I see people uh, (laughs) from, you know, older uh, generations sharing information about, oh, you can combat it by this way or this way. Right. There's a lot of misinformation. Yes. There's so much misinformation. But the funny thing is they'll go to each other's house after sharing all this. (laughs) And I'm like, what is the point of you following or listening to all these things, but they're not practicing them? Right. And... I think that's the thing that's really bothering me, especially as a public health professional and now a medical student as mm-hmm. well, is to see how can we target the messaging, which I guess, I mean, it might not even be the public's fault. Maybe the messaging is uh, the part that's been missing. It has to be tailored specifically for the South Asian community. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we're, again, trying to focus in more so on Punjabi uh, so that the elders can uh, see it. Because sometimes when I'm walking um, around, I see elders in a, a group together. Uh, some of them are wearing masks, some are not, but they're not socially distanced. Or they're inside and they're totally going to each other's houses, sharing food. Um, I think all of that needs to be really taken into precaution, especially because um, I've actually also been working as a contact tracer. Oh, okay. Where now we're learning about how there might be a potential second wave. And it's funny because the cases in British Columbia right now are actually higher than they ever were. Mm -hmm. Um, But people are now not taking it seriously. And I think especially in the South Asian community, we need to take it more seriously. We need to be an example and know that this is something that's going to be here for a while. But we can all take the steps to help mitigate that and Mm -hmm. reduce the amount of time perhaps that it will take to get back to normal. So if you have a wedding that you really want to go to, think about it. If you want it to be a big wedding, maybe wait for a while and then do it later. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that we can do. Uh, if we go to a park, maintain your distance. Don't go to each other's friends' houses. Um, I know on Scott Road the other day when the right. one 
there were a thousand people on the street and just looking at those images being shared across the world right uh, really bothered me because that's my community yeah and it's not being represented in the proper way and i think youth need to understand that we need to take the example instead of being in the negative light we need to be there wearing our mask being socially distant we can celebrate mm-hmm. but maybe do it in a different way where we're in our small bubble and I think the Punjabi community has been really taking the small bubble part to a very big bubble <laughs> <laughs> where they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, we, we have two, three friends here. We'll meet two, three friends later, but we're in a small bubble. Right. It doesn't work like that. Right. Yes. And I, and I think that's such a good point that you brought up is for youth to be that example. And it, it is frustrating when you see those images like what happened on Scott Road the other day. And it does reflect negatively on our community. It was talked about on various news outlets. So it is frustrating. But as you said, I think that is the opportunity for the youth to set the example. And Sukmeet, I want to ask you as well, um, after this project, what is next for you? Are there any future projects that you have in store? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually working on a very exciting project right now as well. Like for the past few months, I've been doing different things. Uh, for instance, I'm an ambassador for the Canadian Medical Association. So I've been doing Instagram lives with them to really try to connect again with a youth audience, okay. which they might have been missing out on before. And so that was the first time ever that they held an Instagram live where I hosted it with the past president of the Canadian Medical Association, Dr. Gigi Osler, where we talked about how the pandemic relates to youth. Uh, we discussed things around mental health as well and how youth can access digital mental health resources during this pandemic. Um, but right now, I'm really doing a very exciting project. It's called Translations for Our Nation, and it's launching September 1st. Uh, we are a group of four students. One is from Harvard Medical School, and he's Indigenous. Uh, there's two amazing, wonderful girls from the University of Toronto Public Health School, and then there's me. And we're basically uh, doing a project which will connect Indigenous voices from all around the world uh, towards combating COVID-19 in their communities. And this project is being partnered with the United Nations as well. Wow, that's amazing. Well, congratulations to you, Sukmeet. That's such an amazing accomplishment, and I can't wait to see everything that you get up to in the future. And I really um, commend you for for making an example for everyone out there um, in in trying to set this precedent when it comes to COVID-19 and managing this pandemic as a community. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I think it's so important for uh, media stations to really highlight the positive things that are happening in the community. So Mm -hmm. I really applaud you for um, taking the time to interview me. And when I found out that I was going to be interviewed, I was very ecstatic that, you know, uh, the community is supporting this project. And if if anyone who's listening would like to get involved with the project as well, um, especially all the parents who are listening out there who want their youth to get involved in the community, they always say, that the, their youth are sitting at home playing video games. Well, now this is your chance to get your youth to be a part of a project. You can contact me on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is International Sting, or my phone number is 514-553-8439. Again, it's 514-553-8439. Thank you so much, Sukmeet, and thank you so much for being here. I think it's really refreshing and, and very important what you're doing, so thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.